All right. Let's see. Let's see how this goes. Hey, it's Madison with two N's, one Y, but it's not where you think. I wish I was Netflix and chilling with Wongers right now, but they've got me doing some stupid podcast about all the Marvel news from D23 and the last episode of the Lady Hulk show. So whatever, let's just get into it. It's the Infinity Watch Podcast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Return of the voice for Madison. Yeah. Was not expecting that one. I don't think anyone <laughs> was, but I love it. Welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. My name is Tommy, and I'm here with my co-host, who's probably had a little bit too much to drink slash ingest. <laughs> I don't know what kind of drugs that girl was on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she was just uh, wasted. Yeah, very wasted. And, and <laughs> apparently able to still make deals with demons. Yeah. I wonder if we'll see uh, that come back to bite anyone in the ass at some Mephisto point. Mephisto cameo coming soon. Dude, that would be actually really funny if they did that just because <laughs> of everything with WandaVision. It would not surprise me. Amazing. Well, we are in Season 3, Episode 14 of the podcast, here to talk about She-Hulk Episode 4. Um, but before we jump right into that... D23 was yesterday, and I think, is it still today? I don't know. I think is it, may- it? It might be. Just Friday, Saturday kind of gig? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But I think all the juice is out. So yes. let's just jump right into that. Um, a lot of this stuff uh, is just descriptions of, of trailers and whatnot, because we did get a couple trailers, but there's a few that we will not get for some time. Uh, Ooh. But- it opened up Kevin Feige, Lord, Lord and Savior on stage. Apparently, they did a live performance of Roger the, Rogers the Musical on stage. <laughs> I heard that. So I guess it's like, hey, once you've, once you've come up with the dance number for that song, you might as well, you know, milk it for what you can. Might as well. Um, so there was new Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever footage shown. I guess it shows uh, Riri Williams flying in her suit. The Dora Milaje, uh, Namor's Strength, and Atuma, which is a uh, Atlantean villain that will be in the film. Um, apparently, there's also a great scene of the Dora Milaje wiping out some soldiers trying to steal vibranium. Um, Queen Ramonda gives a speech at the United Nations while soldiers are shown trying to uh, steal the vibranium, and then the Dora Milaje bring them into the UN as prisoners. Um, so that's. <laughs> That sounds pretty interesting. God, I can't wait for that movie. And it's man, I'm so hyped. Seems like the the focus of the film will be the rest of the world basically trying to capitalize on all of Wakanda's resources when they're at their weakest since their king is dead. I I love that. Which I love sounds, that. Sounds really good. Yes. Um Winston Duke, who plays Mbaku, he says that Wakanda is very different following Avengers Endgame with even better evolved tech. So they got they got attacked pretty bad oh. in in uh, Infinity War and Endgame. So I guess they've learned from their past mistakes. Yeah, they so. probably scooped up a bunch of alien tech too. Yeah, and figured it out pretty fucking. quick. Yeah, yeah, like reverse engineered it. So 
I guess Ryan Coogler also brought some exclusive Ironheart footage from her upcoming series. I didn't realize that he was doing that one. Wait, is he? Like the whole thing? Let's see. Ironheart series. What? Upcoming series. I think he might just be the executive producer. Okay. Still. But yeah. He brought footage from that one. Um, Let's see. Ryan Coogler. I absolutely can't wait to see her suit in action, like not as a concept art drawing. Yeah, that's going to be really fucking cool. Cannot He's wait. He's a producer on that show. Okay. And there's a new logo out for that one as well. If you're interested, it's up on Twitter. Yes. Um, and then Anthony Ramos, who he's been in a few things. He was in A Star is Born. He was in Hamilton. He is confirmed to be playing Parker Robbins, a.k.a. The Hood. Uh, He took the stage, and he says he believes he's doing good. He's a complex character and has his own crew. And the show will feature kind of tech, which is Riri versus Magic, The Hood. I like that. Has there been... Other than, like, the Avengers movies, which is just kind of everything versus anything. Everything. Has there been a movie that has been mostly like tech versus magic yet? I'm trying to think. Doctor Strange is magic, magic. All the Iron Man movies are tech versus tech. I don't think it's really. I mean, we thought we were going to get that with the Mandarin in Iron Man three, but that wasn't really the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's really happened quite yeah, yet. Yeah. That'll be interesting. That will be very interesting. I always like the dynamic of yeah, science versus something that's not exactly explainable or right makes sense in the conventional my, sense my worry is will that become resolved within well actually it was just science all the whole time <laughs> yeah like how much magic does the hood know i can't right. remember is he like right. kind of has like demonic stuff i can't quite remember him but i remember liking I him know. i have no memory of the hood I, I i always whenever i hear the hood i just think red hood Oh yeah, that's from, true. Uh, DC. He, uh, the Hood was in a lot of the New Avengers comics that were written by Brian Michael Bendis, uh, but he's also known like he has like two pistols. Um, oh, so it's okay. like how much magic you got if you're still shooting pistols? You know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let me see what it says here. Maybe the they've hood. got magic bullets. I think that might be actually what it is. Yeah, he started a petty criminal with an encounter with an Ashanti demon which he defeated and robbed of its hood and boots, gaining superpowers in the process, such as levitation. <laughs> oh shit, was that demon then? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just some guy. So he can do invisibility as well. Um, so yeah, should be, should be interesting. Mysticism, yeah. the occult, knowledge and paraphernalia of those things. Criminal mastermind, marksmanship, and basic training in hand-to-hand combat. Um, but he was created by Brian K. Vaughn, actually. Oh, okay. In his own Max series, when that was still a thing at Marvel. Yeah, this is all this is all ringing a bell. Now that you're saying this, I feel like maybe we've even talked about this before on this very show. Probably, probably, probably. when we found out he was going to play him, we yeah. were like, oh, yeah. we did the same exact thing. Guaranteed. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up is Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Yeah. Um, all the major cast was there. Kevin Feige called the movie. Ah. I see what you did there. All the major hey. guests. Um, the first movie in a direct line towards Kang Dynasty. Um, they showed a trailer for the film, 
Kevin Feige said the trailer isn't coming out for a while, which sucks. Um, Paul Rudd says that Ant-Man 3 is unlike anything we've seen from the Ant-Man and Wasp franchise. He called it bananas, says it's huge, and says that Majors is incredible and throws the whole thing into new territory. Um, Randall Park will return as Jimmy Woo, which is great news. Um, And in the new footage shown in the trailer, it showed Scott Lang having to do a heist in the quantum realm for Kang or else he won't get his daughter Cassie back. Very interesting. Mm. Cassie's like an adult now. I mean, a young adult Kinda, now. Yeah, I guess. Like not a ch- not an actual child. Okay. And they recast her since. Uh, right, right, right. And Avenger. they're sticking. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Man, that would cool. suck, wouldn't it? Yeah. Getting yeah, cast really as would. her, and they're like, you know what? We're good. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. It is what it is. So. All right. Werewolf by night. What the fuck was that shit? Oh, you didn't. Oh, see, I. Oh, so I texted you and saying I absolutely fucking hated this. I assumed I felt like you might have like loved it. I felt like it might be your shit. It was aggressively not my shit. I hated every second of that trailer. So I much. might end up liking it, you know. I mean, it's okay. It's all black and white. Yes. And well, for except for a split second at the end where it's colors up, it starts to color up. It's like very much based off of like very, very, very old horror movies. Yes. Um, that trailer is just not what I was. I don't know what I was expecting, but it sure shit wasn't that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So it's inspired by 30s and 40s horror movies. Will be black and white. The whole thing's going to be black and white? That's what it said I mean, on here. I don't know. Guess who's not going to be watching that? <laughs> oh, my God. You got to watch it. This guy. The one Dude. part I loved about it is Man-Thing popped up in it. Did you see True. that? I, d- I did, but I was so annoyed. I was like, I'm not going to like go back and try to find shit. I hate this so much. <laughs> so I guess apparently... So Gail Garcia Bernal is playing Jack Russell, who is werewolf. Um, but then Laura Donnelly is playing Elsa Bloodstone, which is kind of cool. Um, she's a cool character. She's kind of like a monster hunter. She was in the Next Wave comics. She was in Midnight Suns, stuff like that. So um, it's supposed to be darker, scary, but also fun. I don't know. Very much appreciate the fact that they're doing something very different. Um, not sure if I'll like it. You know what I mean? But I know what you mean. I don't it? appreciate it though. You don't I appreciate it. it. <laughs> I hate it. It's a stupid idea. We live in 2022 where there are colors. You fucking use colors. It's idiotic. What else had black and white in the MCU so far? I'm trying to think. WandaVision, which I also hated the first <sighs> yeah, couple episodes. Yeah, it was pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, it was not. It was stupid. It instantly got better when colors were introduced. Um, this one, it's like, is this like just like a one-off? Like, I don't understand. How is this? Yeah, is just, they called it like a what was it? At the very beginning, it was like a Marvel Studios feature presentation or something like that. Yeah, it almost feels like it'll be like a move, like a made-for-TV kind of movie. But then again, I if like you got like, do you know Man Thing? For those that don't know, Man-Thing is like a protector of the nexus of the multiverse. 
Oh, like, so I didn't know that about him. That's, that's like what his purpose is. Like, he doesn't really talk. He's just like a gigantic goop monster. Of course, created by Stan Lee, uh, Roy Thomas, a few other people. What um, if there was a man? Yeah. But he was also a thing. Yeah. So we like the swamp thing, but we can't name him that. So let's just turn him into a man because he was originally a man. Um, but he lives, he lives in like the Florida Everglades, but he is like a protector of the nexus of the multiverse. And that's basically what he does. Um, and so I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, but it also looked like in that trailer, it looked like some form of the TVA was in that show. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm slightly titillated. Okay. So we'll see. I'll, I'll give it a chance. I mean, it's just a one-off. So it's like, it's not like I have to like get into a whole show. You know what I mean? I will. I'll watch it. If, if blade turns up, dude, I mean, it's very possible because this is, this is moving towards midnight sun's territory. Yep. Um, and you know, it's clear that that's not a coinky dink. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a midnight sun's video game coming out. Well, maybe. <laughs> I, th- I think he, I feel like they keep delaying it and everybody's uh I I think that's the one where the discourse around it is like exclusively negative. Yeah, so. the uh it says uh it's set to launch December 2nd. Okay. That was that was what came out from um D23 and everything and there's a really cool picture with a bunch of the people on it. You got um you know, Wolverines yep, in there, yep. and you got um, Ghost Rider and Blade and a bunch of all these fucking cool, cool Iron Man suit and shit. And so, should be should be interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this uh, Werewolf by Midnight thing, very different. Yes. Yeah, difference a word for it. <laughs> we'll we'll see we'll see how it turns out though. Oh, the other interesting thing is I didn't realize that that's directed by Michael Giacchino. What else has he done? That's Michael not Giacchino it. is a very very famous composer. He hasn't Whoa. really directed too much. Um, he composed. Here on ready ready for this here. Um, Up Ratatouille Star Whoa. Trek. Rogue One, Spider-Man No Way Home, Jurassic World, uh, Lightyear, Thor, Love and Thunder, Lost, um, Incredibles 2. I think he did the first Incredibles. Like, every single Disney movie that's ever come out, um, basically. Um, You know, Super 8. um, He's he's done so many scores for things. Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. Um, Very, very famous composer so wow that could be a bad thing or a good thing for yeah. eric it's probably terrible because <laughs> he's not a big big director he's a big big composer i mean i don't need directors to be big directors i just need color in in my shows and movies i don't I, that's all i need i'll make you i'll make you an edit of it where i just throw in random colors onto <laughs> the black and white perfect uh, just to get you to watch it so <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on. Don Cheadle yeah. came on stage uh, to talk about Secret Wars and, or Secret Invasion and Armor Wars. Uh, Freudian slip there. 
Um, we got a Secret Invasion trailer. Yes, we did. Dude, if Samuel L. Jackson... I don't think he could look more badass than he does in this show. No. Oh, my God. He looks so fucking cool. It is what, crazy. What did you think of the the whole trailer? I loved it. I didn't really... It It felt like... I mean, it kind of felt like the Winter Soldier. Um, oh, it did, yeah, tone wise. Yeah, which which I really liked. I think it felt like what uh, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, or Falcon and the whatever that show is retroactively called now. It felt like what that wished it was, or like what that was trying to be. Yeah, it, tone tone wise, um, everything cinematically, it looked great. It didn't. It looked less like a TV show, which I liked. Um, like you said, Sam Jackson is just the coolest motherfucker that ever walked the earth. Am oh I right in God. saying that, uh, Rhodey is vice president now or something? So I didn't catch that in the trailer, but I saw comments saying that. So maybe that's kind of cool. If that's what it yeah. is going to be, I was like, okay, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Why not? You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, very, very interesting. I wasn't expecting Don Cheadle to even be in it for some reason. I don't know. I don't know if I just missed that completely, but I was like, oh, cool. Like, Rhodey's in this. And then we got Maria Hill back. Yep. There's some pretty big actresses in it as well. Amelia um, Clark. Yeah. And so it's, uh, I don't know. It looks really good. There's also, yes, what, Olivia Coleman's in it. Yep. We obviously yep. get Ben Mendelsohn back as, as Talos. Um, yeah. And yep. I just love the scrawl fuckery. I love when there's shapeshifters. I just think it's it really creates for fun visual storytelling, but just also you can just like have people backstabbing each other very easily, left and right, which is kind of fun. Yes. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I love the scene where um oh my god, what's the actor's name? The guy from Black Panther? And he's in the he's the CI the she, I guess is he Shield? Oh, Martin Freeman. Freeman, yeah, I yeah. knew it was Martin. Um, he he's in that room, and he kind of like grabbed the one guy, like he was gonna punch him, and then yeah. everybody else in the room turned into that one guy. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> oh my god, show's gonna be so good. Yeah, Everett Ross, that's the one person. I've yes, Everett Ross yep, 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 yep. That's right. That's right. And so apparently Secret Invasion ties into Armor Wars, which will be six episodes and starts filming next year. So Armor Wars is still happening, despite not hearing about it for a long time. Good. Um, Good, because get Rhodey back in the suit. I love seeing Rhodey, but I want to see War Machine. There's a new logo for it as well. Cool typeface, you know, feel like if Marvel Studios does something right, it's they have every typeface on the planet. Uh, just ready to make new logos left and right. So, um, Loki season two is coming up. Um, let's see. There's a new trailer that came out. Um, nothing too crazy, spoiler wise, for that. Um, unfortunately, nothing more to say about Fantastic Four except for that Matt yeah. Shakeman, um, who was the Shackman? director. Is it not Shackman? Shackman. Okay. Shackman. Shakeman. Um, Matt Shackman is going to direct the film. He directed WandaVision. Um, and I was reading some reports from some people, and they said that the reason there wasn't any casting, I think they have the people they want in place, but obviously want director's input before making any final decisions. So, mm. 
Makes sense. I have been hearing a lot about um can't even think of his name, but the guy from you. And mm-hmm. I've I've specifically seen like, yeah, he's gonna be Penn, ba- uh, Penn Badgley or whatever. Yeah, Penn Badgley, yeah. Badgley. I can't um, speak today, apparently. I, no, 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 you're good. Uh I think I would not be shocked at all if he was Reed, and I think that would be amazing. I would love to see him as Reed. He'd be a great Reed. There was another woman that they were saying was was uh, let's see, very likely to be Fantastic Four, Invisible Girl. Let's see who was it, Invisible Woman. Sorry, I can't remember what her name was. Never mind. I'm not gonna find. <laughs> I didn't even like recognize her name, but I was like, yeah, it looks like her. You know, yeah, yeah, kind of deal. Um. I saw like a another article online too where it seemed like uh X-Men as a film would not be happening for a very long time. Which is interesting. I, I hate that. Yeah. I I get it, but I hate it. They probably just want to bleed the stone of the Avengers dry. <laughs> and then... Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be having like a lot of stuff leading up to Kang for like the next few years and yep, so Yeah. I feel like, yeah, they're just going to keep going down that that path. Don't complicate it. But at least, like, we've been getting the, you know, kind of little true, true shit. And so at least, like, they're not completely ignoring it. And so when they do come in, you know, they're just they're just trying to play with their cards and keep everything kind of up in the air. So, yes. Um, don't hey, don't let me forget. I have something I want to talk about after. Well, I'll just say I watched uh, Love and Thunder and I and there's something in that that uh, made me think of the X-Men. So uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about that after we talk. Ooh, about She-Hulk. I can't wait to hear about that. Um, let's see. They showed a sizzle reel for Echo. Um, and how do you say this woman's name? I have no clue. All right. Well, the lead actress and Vincent D'Onofrio came on stage in the footage. Kingpin had a bandage over his eye um, because obviously he got shot in the face. I always love that she shoots him right in the face and he just has like no vision instead of just being (laughs) dead. She just shot him with like a BB gun or what? Um, Charlie Cox joined them on the stage. Um, There's new Daredevil Born Again logo. Um, and Charlie Cox says he's excited to start again with Daredevil with double the amount of time. Um, and they showed a longer clip of Charlie Cox's return as Daredevil and She-Hulk. Um, and that was pretty much it for that show. Um, we got a better look at the Captain America New World Order logo, which looks way better. Um, it's kind of got like a gigantic star with the wings, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, the leader will be returning, yeah, uh, for that film, which is which is crazy because that's been since the Incredible Hulk. I think that's fourteen years ago. Yeah, a long time. I, it'll be really interesting to see if they can make him look good, but we'll see. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Joaquin Torres and Isaiah Bradley are returning for Captain America Four. He was playing kind of like a new version of the Falcon in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um so yeah, we'll uh we'll see how that turns out, I suppose. Um and then they introduced the Thunderbolts with some concept art and we got our lineup, which is really interesting. 
Uh, so Julia Louis Dreyfus will be Val. Still don't really like her that much, but whatevs. Um, David Harbour will be back as Red Guardian. That was kind of a <laughs> shock to me. Um, Ghost from Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes, I loved seeing that. Yeah, she's awesome. Yes. Uh, Wyatt Russell will be back as John Walker, Captain America. Uh, Taskmaster will be back as well. Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. Florence Pugh as uh, Yelena Belova. And then oh, yeah. Sebastian Stan as Bucky. Yeah, which that I think we talked about this last week yep. about whether or not he he would be a Thunderbolt, and that surprises me that he's gonna be. But I wonder if he's gonna be like a reluctant Thunderbolt. I also wonder if they are purposely holding back Zemo, or if maybe Zemo is gonna be the villain that they are gonna come together to try to take down. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that because it's. Especially if Bucky is in the movie. See, I kind of see Bucky as like the guy that makes sure that they don't don't go too far. Don't go too far. Yeah, yeah. You know? He's like, hey, you know, chill out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they say Bucky is the most stable of the Thunderbolts. That was uh, Kevin Feige. Um. And so yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about this movie yet, but I'm interested to hear more about it. Yeah, um, same. definitely seems like response to the Suicide Squad a little bit. But yes, it does. I yes, mean, it does. that's what it was. So, <laughs> yeah. um, in the comics, um, I mean, it's not. It's already loses points because it's not going to have Red Hulk. Man, what if Red Hulk just popped up in the middle of this stuff? I'd bust. But what if it was <laughs> black and white, so you couldn't tell? Who it was no. Does that ruin it for you? <laughs> yes, it'd be my worst nightmare. And then they give him a mustache just for. Even worse measures. So. Mustache would be fine. I'd be fine, with, fine a with a mustache Hulk. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess the last thing I think that was shown was uh, the Marvels. There was footage for the Marvels. Uh, I'm pissed Marvel. this hasn't leaked online yet. Yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting um, to see how that all works out. But um, it basically showed the main villain wielding an accuser hammer, very similar to Ronan's. And the three Marvels kind of switching places constantly, constantly with each other, like at the end of Miss Marvel. Oh, um, and we also got confirmation that Goose will be returning, which was what I was looking for is in terms of Goose. <laughs> so true. Got to get the cat back. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, lots of shit on a Friday from Marvel. Yeah, so. indeed. All good shit. Um, there was also. A few Star Wars things announced as... Oh, well, first of all, before we... There was also a new Marvel video game that was announced that is a Captain America and Black Panther game that is taking place during World War II. Interesting. Yeah, they've confirmed Black Panther is not going to be T'Challa. I assume it's going to be T'Chaka, maybe? If it's World War II? Possibly, yeah. Maybe even before that, though. Yeah. Um... But that I didn't see if they released like a bunch of visuals. I didn't see the visuals. I just mostly saw uh, like the teaser and just the concepts. Uh, the concept sounds amazing. Hopefully it's going to be like a real game and not like a weird like mobile game or like a card game or like a gotcha game or like just because that could be an amazing like real game. Just make a real game. Uh, not one of them fake games. Yes. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Uh, um and i i like gotcha games probably my most played game in the last couple of years is star wars galaxy of heroes which is a gotcha game but um 
But if anybody plays those types of games, you know you only have room for one in your life at a time. <laughs> so we don't we don't need another one. Um, and also they get progressively worse as time goes on, all of them. But anyways, um, we also got a new trailer for the next season of The Mandalorian, which looked fine. Looks like more Mandalorian. Um, that's going to be cool. We got a release date for Bad Batch Season 2, a show I still have not watched and don't care about, but apparently is pretty good. Um, that's coming out in January. I don't remember the exact date. Um, but the thing that I want to talk about that looked um, looks amazing to me is they are releasing a six-episode miniseries called Tales of the Jedi. And it is done in what looks like a like Clone Wars style um, CGI, but it to me it looks even more polished than like the last season of the Clone Wars. It looks so good, but it's focused on um, stories. the 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 main story, so it's focused on. There's a couple of Soka stories. But there's also stories about um, Dooku when he was still a Jedi, when he was training Qui-Gon Jinn, which mm. there, there are a couple books about young Dooku and young Qui-Gon, and they're all amazing. I say all. There's like, there's two. They're both amazing. All <laughs> and two. All two are amazing. Um, they're, they're both really good. That Dooku is such an interesting character that they did not explore in the actual movies at all. And Qui-Gon is too. Um, you kind of get a sense in the first, the first movie, the, the first prequel. Um, but Qui-Gon is very much like a rebel. Like he does not like how the Jedi council does stuff. And he, he kind of learned that from Dooku who was kind of the same way. Obviously he turned into a Sith. Um, but the way they both get there is just really, really interesting and just really well done. And the fact that they're going to do that in like a TV show is amazing to me. And then you see uh, like Mace Windu is going to be in it. You, obviously, you see young Anakin and young um, Obi-Wan. Um, you even see Yaddle. What? Uh, they got Yaddle in that Yeah, bitch? Yeah, Yaddle's... I, there's a quick I clip... I fucking love Yaddle. There's a quick clip of Yaddle in a lightsaber fight, which I can't wait to see. Um, it looks like it's going to be really cool. Only six episodes, so I've got to assume the quality's going to be pretty high. Um, can't wait for that. It's called Tales of the Jedi. I, actually, I don't know if they announced when it's coming out, or I, if I didn't just pay attention, or if I just didn't pay attention, but... Uh, the trailer's out. Go watch the trailer if you're interested. If you haven't seen it, it looks awesome. Super pumped Dude, for that. I have a question for you. Yes. Um, well, first, this is not the question, but do you want to join my Yaddle fan club? If so, just tell me after the podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, did you see the final trailer for Andor? Uh, no, I didn't. It has, it has a bunch of clone troopers in it. I didn't. I didn't see it because I've seen. I watched the first like three, and and I'm totally converted. I know I shat on that show, the idea of that show, but every trailer I think we all did. Yeah, I mean, we're like, who needs this? Yeah, right. But every trailer looks amazing. They nailed the tone. They nailed the cinematography. Um, 
Can't wait. Can't wait to see clone it looks troopers. So can't... much better than the other Star Wars shows. Yes. Which is a bummer for the other Star Wars shows. Yeah, yeah, it is. But makes me excited for this one. <laughs> Apparently they're doing three episodes in the premiere date, which is the twenty first. So Whoa. I might actually watch this show like the weekend it comes out, which is a lot for me because I haven't done that with any of the other Star Wars. Yeah, shows. yeah. But just watching this trailer, I'm like, damn, it just looks so good. Yes, that's how Star Wars is supposed to look. Because they sh- went to, like, real places to shoot. They didn't shoot in in the fucking volume, I think it's whatever it's called. Yeah. That thing was so cool when it was announced, and now I hate it. Turns out <laughs> you, the world is a beautiful place, yeah. and you can just go take a fucking camera and shoot it. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to shoot everything in a warehouse. Yeah. Or just everything is the desert. Yep. Listen, yeah. I love the desert. I love Tatooine, Jeddah, whatever the fuck. But like, damn, we have so many other places. Yes. Yes, we do. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your Star Wars. No, I was. I, that was it. That was it. That's it. All right. Time to talk about She-Hulk. Yeah. So episode four. This is an interesting one. I guess I wasn't expecting more Wong. And we got even no, more than yeah. we got last time. So that was kind of a shock. Yeah, more Wongers. Um, <laughs> the kind of Wongers. Um, the concept of this one was kind of funny. Um, there's a magician named Donnie Blaze, <laughs> um, who basically performs at this like cheap ass place. Like no one really cares about seeing him. Uh, but he was an expelled student from Comertage because he was unethically using his powers. Uh, and so he basically uses like sling rings and shit whenever his other magic stuff isn't really doing anything because no one gives a shit about magic, right? Um, little side note, meta side note, he has like a uh, a sidekick guy that is kind of like with him on stage. Dude is 104 years old in real life. What? Which is crazy. What? That... So- is he didn't look at I mean, he looked old, but not that old. Yeah. Good so, for him. Holy oldest sh- actor in the MCU. Holy shit. Very crazy. Um, yeah, I saw that line. I was like, what the fuck? Like, how do you? I wish I could, like, function at 104. Well, just, just get there, you know? Um, but damn. Um, so the premise of this episode is he's basically using powers as a magician that he really shouldn't be. And he sends an audience member, like this drunk ass girl named Madison with a Y, but not where you expect it. And he <laughs> sends her with a sling ring to another dimension. Um, which I didn't know that the sling rings could do that, I guess. Yeah. And so I always thought it was, I was like, that doesn't look like someplace on earth. Um, and so my notes on this are a little bit weird because it's more story-wise, so I might miss some beats. But yeah, she like makes a deal with a demon before being transported to Wong's home in Camertage. <laughs> and he's watching The Sopranos um, and like eating popcorn. And then like she spoils like all of the major spoilers for Sopranos. So if, if someone was watching Sopranos when they watch this episode, they'd be so pissed. <laughs> well... I mean, you've had plenty of time, yeah. <laughs> but still, it'd be really funny that you're watching a TV show and you have no idea that like 
oh, like I'm gonna watch The Sopranos finally, and then <laughs> She Hulk of all things spoils it all for me. Yeah, but I mean, it is well past the statute of limitations. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you have no one to blame but yourself. Yeah. Um, though I did see some funny pictures online. It was like the correct watching, uh, <laughs> yep, episode watching order for She Hulk, and it was like episode one. Episode two, episode three, and then it was every episode of The Sopranos, <laughs> then She-Hulk episode four. <laughs> so fucking silly. Um, so all of this, this whole situation prompts Wong, or as Madison calls him, Wongers, to contact Jen and ask for help in basically, you know, filing a lawsuit against Donnie Blaze so that they're not able to misuse the mystic arts. Which was interesting. I don't know. Um, yeah, weird, weird choice. It, it, like, I was trying to think about like what law would be like in the MCU, and I'm like, yeah, this seems like a gigantic gray area of a shitstorm of <laughs> legal things. Like, who controls the mystical arts? It's like saying, hey, you, you can't be like a scientist irresponsibly. I guess that's kind of a something. I don't know. It was just like a weird thing. I was like, I'm not sure I agree with Wong on this one. Well, Wong also just ran out on a federal crime last episode. <laughs> right. So Wong is breaking something that's actually in the law book. Yeah. But doesn't want Donnie Blaze to do something that's not really against the law in the first place. Very weird. I mean, I'm surprised someone could be expelled from Camertage and they don't just like get banished somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So and especially the, the fact that he he still has his sling ring, like just take his sling ring. That's all you got to do, right? That's what <laughs> I was thinking too. I was like, just take that thing away from him. How do you get expelled and leave with that thing? Um, but yeah, they they launch a legal case against Donnie Blaze and Cornelius Willows, who is the guy that's 104 years old. He's the owner of the Mystic Castle, which is the name of the place that they do magic at. Um. I think the B story of this one is really Jennifer Walters slash She-Hulk dating. Yeah. Um, which was really interesting. The only thing that took me out of this episode, though, is like She-Hulk would have no trouble. I don't think either of them would have any trouble. That was all- exactly. I put literally I didn't take many notes. My one my one of my few notes is Jen is so nice and it's crazy and unrealistic that she wouldn't be drowning in matches. Right. And people would be fine that she switches between them. I mean, she's famous, basically, at this point. Yeah. But no, I felt so bad. I don't remember where in the episode, but like, there was one, it's like, she's going on all those dates, and then there must have been one where she was like, she just got really sad or something. It was like a sad moment, and I was like, yeah. this is fucking crazy! Like, <laughs> there's no way this is anywhere close to realistic. If you have ever known a woman on a dating app, hey, here, here's a challenge for you, podcast listeners. Find, just ask your friends, ask your lady friends who are on uh, dating apps to just see how many matches they have. Because if you're on dating apps and you're a guy, it's probably in like the hundreds if you've been on for a little while. They will have thousands, literally thousands and thousands and thousands. Like, it's not the same. <laughs> We're not playing the same game. Absolutely. For not. sure. I would say the one problem you would have, um, the one problem you would have as a woman on a dating app 
is that there's so many like people swiping on you that it's hard to find the good ones. Totally, because, totally. You know, totally. Yeah, but, but I mean, I guess. But I'd much have rather have choose that from. Problem. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So, um, there was one guy she went on a date with that I think we'll tie in later because it seemed like he was asking her questions about like, like, oh, do you have impenetrable skin? And he was asking her just like yeah. weird questions about her as she hulk Called her a specimen. Yeah. It was real creepy. Yes, that um, guy. And after we see like the discount wrecking crew try to get like her blood, mm-hmm. it just kind of made my ears perk up a little bit. Well, I um, so mild spoiler maybe. Um, that guy is in other episodes of the show apparently, and it is it is right. it is likely that he is kind of the main uh, villain when it's all when it's all said and done interesting yeah i'll have to go watch that scene again so i can remember what he looks like because i've already forgotten he was just a white dude i don't know yeah yeah he just looks like kind of a nerdy apparently i've i don't know if it was like the director one of the producers somebody involved with the show described that character as like an incel basically it's just like a weird (laughs) it's like a weird incel makes sense yeah 100 percent makes sense it did bum me out because she was dating as She-Hulk, so she went from Jennifer Walters to She-Hulk, and then she started getting all these people that wanted to date her. And this, like, really cool black dude that was really muscular was, like, dating her. Everything seemed good. And this is the scene that bummed me out, is, like, when she turned into Jen, yeah, he just oh, completely that was lost it. interest. Yes, and she, like, made him breakfast, and she was so nice. Oh. Yeah, I just, I didn't understand that part. I was like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I hated it's, that. That really made me feel bad. I thought they were going to turn into a joke and he was going to be like, I thought you were black or something. But <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I just, I was like, what was it that he hated? He just wanted the muscly girl? I don't know. Because yeah. she could turn into her whenever she wants. Right. So, I don't know. I was just like, dude, you're an idiot. But yeah, I guess I, that's kind of the point. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that really um, made me sad. Yeah. Um... And so that's kind of the B story that's going on. And meanwhile, while she's like on the date with that guy, because that happens at the end, um, John, uh, Donnie Blaze is, is doing doing some more, you know, shitty sling ring magic at one of his shows. And the girl's like, oh, I'm not going in there. Like, I saw what happened to the last girl that went into like your little magic circle. Um, and Donnie Blaze accidentally unleashes like a swarm of like baby demons <laughs> at the show. And um, Wong, I think some of them end up coming in into Camertage or something like that. I can't remember how Wong gets there. Um, no, he, but, Donnie Blaze. Uh, oh, he asked for help. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I need help. I fucked everything up. Um and so I, good for him for like doing that i guess yeah otherwise you got a lot of bigger problems <laughs> yeah, than that yeah um and so wong is trying to help him get rid of the demons and he's calling jen because obviously he needs some she hulk help um but she's like in the middle of like about to have sex with this guy or make out whatever they're gonna do i don't know i don't know what she hulk's capable of doing um uh but eventually wong like interrupts them while they're like getting hot and heavy and he's like i feel like your dad right now and so jen ends up going to the 
to the theater and they're all basically just like fighting these demons that are progressively growing bigger and bigger um, as they fly around and terrorize people. Um, but they use that opportunity, that whole situation to basically kind of threaten Johnny Blaze and Cornelius Willows into complying with their cease and desist order. So um, I think we did miss a scene where they actually went to like the first court appearance and like Donnie Blaze is like doing magic and shit while they're in court and it was real cringe I vaguely remember that yeah yeah there yep that happened and so it was cringe but like everybody seemed to love it like he was working that crowd better than he was working the crowd at at his job (laughs) yeah I think the judge kind of liked it yeah I recall uh which is kind of funny because yeah when they're in the theater like everyone's kind of like yawn you know like whatever this is just stupid magic um, but yeah, the episode ends. She turns back into Jen. That one guy ends up leaving her because he just was interested in She Hulk. Um, big sads for for Jen. Um, and then the next day, she learns that Titania, uh, who broke into the court that first episode, has been freed and is now filing a lawsuit against her since she had trademarked the name She Hulk. And then yeah, that is the end. Yeah, and it ended on. This did make me laugh. She, the, a fourth wall break of kind of a bummer way to end this episode. I bet there's a fun tag. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. What was what was the tag in the song? It was uh, Wongers and Madison hanging out, just living. Oh, life. that's right. They're watching. Uh, aren't they watching Sopranos together? I don't know. They're watching something. I guess I just assumed it was probably the Sopranos. Yeah. But yeah, the Madison thing, one of my favorite scenes, I forgot, I completely forgot this part, is when they're in the first court appearance, uh, Madison is there, and she's one of the witnesses, because like, they want her to be like, oh, I was so terrified that I was brought to another dimension, but she's like, at first I was scared, and then I was like, kind of having fun. And <laughs> yeah, they, and they, they usually, see, his performance is a spooky, fun experience. And the best part of it all, though, is they're like, say your name for the court. And she's like, Madison. And the the lawyer for the magician starts writing down her name. And she said, with a Y, not where you expect it. And you see him like crossing it off (laughs) and writing it over again, which was hilarious. And I think think somebody goes, why don't you just go ahead and spell it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People loved Madison. She was great. She was great. She that is the perfect example of a character that's supposed to be annoying, but is not so annoying. It's annoying to watch. It's like fun to watch her be annoying. I think. Right. Right. Yeah. No. They they wrote that line perfectly. I yes. Think. Everyone's like, we want more Madison. I'd be <laughs> fine with this. Just that being it, but. She was fun. Yeah, I do. I yeah, I don't know if she'll be back necessarily. I guess I wouldn't be shocked if she was, but yeah, you still need to milk it too much, you know. I, it's so. I mean, everybody until the end of time is going to be calling Wong Wongers now. Yeah, <laughs> I do love Wongers. Wongers is good. So fucking silly. All right, you ready to rate this bitch? Yeah. All right, on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our episodes, shows. Or Marvel feature presentations out of six whole unadulterated infinity stones. And for the case of Werewolf uh, at Night, um, 
or werewolf by night, you can't do negatives, Eric. Just so you know. Um, <laughs> but for episode four of She-Hulk, what do we got? I don't want this to sound crazy, but I think this was a six out of six for me. I don't know what else. Damn. What else do you want? It had an amazing action sequence. We didn't really talk about how good the fight was. She-Hulk just went in there and just wrecked those demons. Um, and the CGI looked totally fine. Um, other than the other than the weird reflections in the phone, the selfie reflections made me feel weird. Um, but like the yeah, the, it was a great fight. It was really funny. The fourth wall breaks were funny. Had some heart. Made me sad for Jen. Um, great cameos. Wong's hilarious. Madison's hilarious. I don't know what else I would have wanted. And um, I know traditionally that's kind of the the bar of like what else could it have done and and i and i don't know for me i don't know i i really loved it it was a great episode so nice. i i will i will say this though when i when i'm giving this a six out of a six out of six that's probably like a different six out of six than like an end game six out of six you know what i mean it's like they're very different shows yeah, i'm judging them I, on different scales but i for, don't think you can compare them yeah maybe. but but yeah, for this, I mean, this was a six out of six episode of tele- television for me. I, I really liked it. I'm I'm loving this show so far. I'm shocked at how much I'm loving this show so far. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's possible to have like a She-Hulk episode feel the same exact quality as an Endgame does because right. the entire right. circumstances of them existing are different. Totally, what they are are completely different. Totally. So I, I think you're spot on in terms of you know, the contextual rating of it and how you're feeling about it. If you're like, hey, I'm watching She-Hulk and I wouldn't expect anything else out of this episode, six out of six is, I mean, what else could they do to get higher? There we go. You know, it's impossible. So nice six for Eric. Um, I'm going to give this one a four. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. For some reason, I don't know what I wanted more out of it, but um, it just felt good, but not amazing okay for me okay um i think maybe i was expecting daredevil in this episode and that made Ah, me go down a little okay um or i was expecting um like a little bit more hints as to like what the long story was leading to right more than just Um, a creepy date (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um i did think it was funny like there's she's on the dating apps and mia and i were watching this and it comes up with a notification uh, it says you have no matches, and, and Mia goes like, "Why would you even get a notification for that?" Right as She Hulk saying, "Why is that even a notification?" And I thought that that was pretty funny. And so there's some good fourth wall breaks in this one. Um, the Madison stuff was really funny, um, and yeah, it was just like a it was just like a solid kind of middle season episodic, you know, kind of adventure with She Hulk in it. I had less qualms with the CGI in this one, which is good. Um, you could definitely tell like a scene that they had planned, like this action sequence. They clearly had more time to do CGI than some of the other stuff in other episodes where you could tell like, oh, maybe they changed something here. Um, and so like when the CGI is good, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, and so I think overall, as we continue on, that may be the biggest qualm I have, which is pretty great if that's the only. Yeah, qualm for sure. I still um, wish she had green lips, though. It was weird to give her pink lips. Yeah. If you don't know yeah. what I'm talking about, just just Google people have like uh just done little uh Photoshop jobs. Um green lips just w- looks way more natural. Yeah, I agree. Uh but yeah, overall still feeling really great about this show. It's really easy to watch, you know, you don't have to really like 
sit down and mentally prepare for it. It's just kind of fun, and you just let it take you on whatever journey it's going to take you on. So, um, also just love the concept of Donnie Blaze and being expelled from Camerton. So, yes, <laughs> solid, solid four for me. Um, but still feeling pretty good. Um, recommendations this week. I got one and a half. We'll call it that. Mm. Um, I started reading a new book that's called The Thursday Murder Club. Um, it's like basically a bunch of retirees, four retirees that meet each Thursday to solve murders. Um, but then someone gets murdered like at the little, um, retirement community that they work at, they get like bludgeoned to death. And so they start trying to figure out exactly what happened, but like, they're very like kind of smart and conniving and they kind of like play up that they're old just to get like shit out of people. Um, and so that's been kind of fun to read. Um, but my half recommendation um is if you haven't watched knives out go watch knives out because yeah. the trailer for the sequel which is called glass onion um is out now features daniel craig as a like foghorn leghorn accented detective Benyon blanc um and it's this like very classic murder mystery movie and knives out is the first one very very good directed by ryan johnson um who directed the best star wars movie ever um and so yeah he directed and wrote both of them it's going to be out on netflix this holiday season um and the first one's very good so if you haven't watched knives out go watch it and then check out that second trailer nice what do you got for us eric all right, so first, I guess uh, this will also be like a half recommendation. I watched uh, Love and Thunder, and it was a very weird experience because there were parts of that movie that I absolutely loved, and then there were parts of that movie that I absolutely fucking hated. Ooh, okay. Um, yep. Sounds very similar to how I feel. It was just so weird. Like, I just wish... I almost feel like there's a movie inside that movie that if you just cut out all the fucking stupid Taika Waititi-isms that are yeah. just beating you in the face the whole movie, it would be way better. Um, there's clearly a lot of inspiration from the first two Thor movies. Um, uh, like, the d- design-wise, is like a lot... Because it's less spacey and more... Um, you know, as guardians was just like gold and rainbows and shit, and uh, which is like I'm that which is good. Like I like that. That stuff's cool. Um, but there was some like the first scene with the guardians was like too much. Like they did not need to be in the movie. No, they didn't need to be in the movie at all. And like whatever environment they were trying to create just seemed like. <laughs> A, a visual representation of a seizure it's just like it was just <laughs> what like a way to vote it too way too fucking much um but then there was stuff i i really liked i natalie portman's great super glad to see her again yep. um christian bale was, was great he like was his so sad to see natalie portman die yes yes that i spoiler alert i guess a late spoiler alert <laughs> If you listen to this podcast, you haven't seen that movie. You done fucked up. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, Christian Bale, amazing. He did so good. Um, I really liked his performance a lot. 
Um, not enough of him, though, right? No, not enough of him for sure. Um, what they should have done is they should have cut every single scene of Korg giving a recap. Those scenes fucking sucked. Um, they should Korg needs to not exist as a character anymore. I'm over Korg. He doesn't need to be like he had his moment. He doesn't need to be yes. so prominent now. Yes, agreed, agreed. Um, yeah, I'm over Korg. Loved Valkyrie. Um, I absolutely fucking hated those fucking goats throughout the whole movie. Oh that yeah, just, they were pretty obnoxious. How many times? Like that joke was m- kind of funny the first time. It was infuriating by the 40th time. Yeah. (laughs) They just didn't stop the whole movie. But anyways, the one thing I wanted to say um, was at the end where Thor kind of gives all the kids temporary Thor powers, which is a little questionable. Like, Thor can just give everybody Thor powers. Why didn't he do that during Endgame? would have been nice, man. Yeah. Um, But the scene of all the kids um like fighting the uh the shadow demons i was like whoa like this is what i want that's pretty cool like a, like an x-men and and uh wolverine movie to be like in terms of Ooh, like yeah. the comic book x-men wait wolverine and the x-men i don't remember wolverine, yeah wolverine and the x-men but it's the one where wolverine runs the school and yeah. it's uh it's yeah. about the kids and i think the best x-men stories for me are about like the kid x-men in school like they're they're just like really i don't know i just think that's really interesting um but yeah so i really like that scene because i was like oh man this is like this is giving me x-men vibes x-men yeah, I thought you were gonna vibes. like that part yeah um but other than that that movie is really disappointing. I'd give it a very weak three out of six. I just feel um, like I I need to watch it again. Yeah, that it's on Disney Plus. But I feel like um, okay. So get rid of the Guardian stuff at the beginning. Yep. Lessen the Korg. Yep. And so what you do with that is all the Guardians' time you give to Gore. Yes. And a lessen Korg and give me some more Valkyrie. Yes. And then just tie you know tighten up. The comedy, like you can't just like let it run. It, it's crazy. wild. I th- I feel like it just went way too much. Like, and I love the comedy, but it's just like you just have to reel it in a little bit. I um, think this movie was made during peak Whiteyism, and uh, yeah. and so they were just like, yeah, this guy's a genius. Let him do whatever he wants. And much like all cinematic geniuses, they need to be reined in a little bit. Nobody yeah. truly wants an unfiltered movie from like anyone like everyone goes too far no matter how smart they are well there's some jokes that i thought really landed like the whole stormbreaker like being jealous of thor and mjolnir kind of thing like i thought that was hilarious yes yes i loved all those scenes but um it's just like we didn't really see gore doing any butchering for the most part yep and i feel like there was a lot left on the cutting floor that they filmed that would have been great. Um, the Guardian stuff at the beginning, like you could have just waved that away. I get it. He flew away with him at the end of Endgame, but just it's fine. Like you just, you know, just have a quick scene. You don't even need to have a quick scene. You could just jump right into it. People would have been fine. Um, we want to see Gore. I wanted to see more of kind of the new Asgard stuff with Valkyrie because that was just kind of waved over. And then Korg was in it so much. Um, and it just, I don't know, it just felt like why are we focusing on these people 
when the more interesting people don't get as much screen time. Um, and so that was that was kind of a struggle. And then the tone was just all over the place. Yeah, agreed. Did you like um, uh, Eternity? I like the design for Eternity a lot. I thought it looked really cool. I did think it was interesting that like no one's been to Eternity, but then like Thor seemingly could have gone at any point. Yeah, yeah, seems a little weird. Go wish for Thanos to die. Right. <laughs> um, and then it's just you know I thought at some point I thought Jane was going to stay. I don't know if maybe that was like a contractual agreement. She's like I'll do one, whatever. Um, but. I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting the wish to just, you know, he wanted his daughter alive. That makes sense, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, was this whole movie just for a waste? Like, he really just could have just asked Thor to, like, borrow his hammer and then gotten his daughter saved and no one had to die. I, I, was, I was just, like, confused. Yeah, I um, mean, I do get... I I don't know. I, I mean, I wouldn't ask. I get him, because he's, like, filled with rage. So... yeah. I get that. And also he's cursed. Like the sword, the sword is kind of driving him to do this. I also wasn't completely sold on his look, but I just let it go. Oh, I like, I like the look. I liked how kind of he got more grungy looking, the more the sword, um, kind of took him over. And then as soon as the sword was destroyed, he was back to just like a pasty. (laughs) Just the pace. I did like the guy. beginning scene with like the really shitty god that didn't care about him. Yes. I enjoyed that. Yes, this makes sense. <laughs> um, what do you think about the post credit scenes? Holy shit. I forgot to watch the post credit scenes. Oh, really? Oh, no way. I totally forgot because I think I just didn't. Uh, I was like, yeah, that movie was kind of lame. <laughs> And then I just oh turned it gosh. off. I totally forgot. I'll have to watch them. Do you want me to spoil them? Yeah, for you? yeah, please do. So the first one, <clears throat> it shows that Russell Crowe's Zeus survived the earlier attack with the lightning bolt and that he wants revenge. Um, so we're back in the omni- omnipotence city, and he's basically Zeus is being like fussed over by all of his people that are trying to treat his wound and things. Um and he, he says something to someone that we don't see about how superheroes have become the new gods. And I think that he's here. Let me see. Quote, uh, it seems to me that being a god used to mean something. Now people just want superheroes. When did we become the joke? Um, and then the camera shifts and we see Brett Goldstein, who's famous from Ted Lasso. And he is Hercules. That's right. That's right. Yep. I have and so that was read about that. Pretty, ex- pretty exciting slash shocking because I wasn't expecting to see that that actor, but he's awesome. He's a great actor. Um, and then the second one um, basically shows Natalie Portman's Jane showing up in Valhalla after she dies. Um, and so she arrives through the gates of the afterlife and she's greeted by Heimdall. Um, oh, nice. And he thanks her for looking after his son. Um, and basically it's just her going to rest in Valhalla after everything that's happened. Nice. So it's kind of a cool scene. Yeah. But yeah, the, the scenes are probably better than the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about it. It was very disappointing because I was very excited yeah. about it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. 
Taika Waititi kind of failed me. It's very sad. Yeah, I think it just got too it got too crazy. The Taika love got a little too crazy. He's great, but it's just too much Taika is too much. <laughs> yeah, too much of anything is yeah, too much. Yeah, absolutely. I can be too much very easily. You know, you just got to... Yeah, know, same. Moderation no, same. and everything for, sure. for everything. For sure. Right. Absolutely. You know, that that that's a phrase that works for literally everything in the world. Yep. Um, but yeah, that is She-Hulk. That is Thor Love and Thunder. Um, I'm trying to think if there's something else that we wanted to say. I don't think so. I r- Probably... That if you want to reach out to yes. us, you can hit us up on Twitter at Infinity Rewatch or email us at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and don't forget a super secret special subject line. What would that be? <laughs> mm, I think it's something along the lines of fuck the billionaires. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them.